0: Hey Gary, you notice anything different about the show?
1: Um, It is now in brand new HD Technicolor remix, high resolution audio.
0: Yes, it is 3D DVD audio, seven point one, boom boom boom, seven (laughs) point two, extra subwoofers. The juice is loose. (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) But in addition to that, I've noticed our brand new. Absolutely amazing uh, podcast art, yeah. cover art for the show. I, I, so I did the art for the fir- first run go round, and mm-hmm. I never thought the show would actually get big and good. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think that's kind of charming in, in a bad way, but it is not great. <laughs> no. And this is a thousand times better. <laughs> yeah, this is great. Do you this wanna... is a thousand times better. Do, do you know who did it? I do.
0: Yeah. Do you want me to Daniel. tell you?
1: <laughs> uh, let's say it at the same time.
0: Okay. Three, right. Three, two, two, one. One. nick vincent van gogh da- Well, yeah yours yeah. is better but not, did, by not, not by much
1: not by much yeah nick daniel
0: yeah nick daniel uh he yeah. was also the sponsor for this episode
1: indeed yeah and also like a, a wonderful dude yeah very talented and mm-hmm. even if this this uh cover art did not prove that to you mm-hmm. um checking out his web comic which we've told you to do before and we're going to tell you to do it again. again, yeah. uh, would prove that to you because it's wonderful. It's yeah. called Latchkey Kingdom.
0: Yeah, you can find it at latchkeykingdom.com. And it is apropos for this episode because the first chapter of it features a bunch of cute, filthy little rats. Yeah,
1: yeah, just like this episode. Features <laughs> a bunch of uh, cute, cute little rats. Yeah, um, yeah. and it, it's great. Like, the, the first arc of that is really sets the tone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and it's a tone that we both enjoy quite a bit. mm mm-hmm. so, yeah. so, cover art, Latchkey Kingdom, this guy is—he's a—he's a double threat. He's yeah. more than a double threat. He's—he's <laughs> yeah. he's, he's probably an infinite threat. He's—he's yeah. a, he's a polymath. Yeah. Um. He's—he's he's wonderful. Yeah. And uh. And thank you so much for that cover art. If you guys like it, let us know and let him know. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, reach out to Nick and let him know. Uh. Throw him some appreciation.
0: Yeah. 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 And once more, that is LatchkeyKingdom.com. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence.
1: My name is Gary Butterfield.
0: My name is Cole Ross. And
2: I'm
1: Dave Klein. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat. It is a cursed favorite.
0: And this week we are talking about Sinner's Rise and the Grave of the Saints, kind of doing a little bit of uh, house cleaning before we jump into uh, some of these other spokes on the wheel. As you heard, uh, we're joined by, uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I would not hesitate, hesitate to say, although I'm hesitating right now, YouTube Superstar, Dave Klein. Thank you for joining us, Dave.
2: <laughs> well, that's a big title to give me, Superstar. Uh. Yeah. Well, thanks for the hat. I'll take it. Yes. Yeah, w- sure.
1: We mean in the general sense, not the movie. Right. Not the Holly oh. Shannon video. And well, Molly I was Shannon. really excited
2: thinking about like the movie version of
0: Superstars. Superstar. Superstar. Yeah. Yeah. Er, <laughs> early Will Ferrell.
1: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his early work. Yeah, so as, as we've uh, mentioned, uh, Dave's videos, uh, the Dave Control Live channel several times on the show mm-hmm. uh, in reference to his, uh, his excellent lore work and everything. And, uh, yeah, Dave, can you just talk just a little bit about how you got into doing that?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I, I've been doing video game-related stuff for six years, or seven years, actually, now. I guess seven years. My first online gaming YouTube video was 2007, so I guess that's seven years. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I've been working for various companies for, like, G4 I was at. I've worked with Machinima and other companies for a long time, and I was finally like, I want to start my own channel. And I'm into Dark Souls, so I was just started making Dark Souls content just because it was what I was into at the time. And that was about uh, almost a year ago. And it just started getting really big after I made my first lore video, which was on Nido, because it was something that no one else had been discussing the lore on Nido yet. And Vadi Vidya ended up liking that video and then using some of the info I put for his Nido video. And that just kind of blew up my channel all of a sudden. So I was like, all right, people like these lore videos. I'll keep on working (laughs) on them and making them. And yeah, it's kind of just been a journey since that.
1: Yeah, well, one of the things in, in order to, to pay you an honest compliment, the two things I really like about uh, your your take on this, because we we have there are a lot of people who do uh, Dark Souls lore stuff. Um, one is that I like that uh, everything that you present in the videos, um, you know, I, th- I think that you're very upfront about what is for sure and what things are kind of just conjecture kind of right off the bat and really transparent about it, which I yeah. really like, um, so which I kind of think allows you to go to, you know, kind of posit some things that are that are I don't hear from everyone um, because, you know, you're right up front like, hey, this just is a, an idea and you're super honest about that, which I really like. And then two, I like that you're going back and you're playing through the Kingsfield games and everything and you use the Kingsfield music and, and stuff and it seems like you have <laughs> the, kind of the, the long view uh, appreciation of yeah. the series, which we try to do too. Yep.
2: I love that you guys have also played the Kingsfield games I, and I saw that you guys had the Ancient City playthrough. I'm like, yes, these guys know <laughs> Kingsfield. It's such <laughs> a great series. That's like, that's my childhood is those games. But yeah, uh, thanks on the the fact that I put all the info up front for what we know, we what's just conjecture, because that's something I really, really try to do in my videos. Because I really like um, Epic Name Bro, his lore mm-hmm. videos, and his style. And that's part of what he does and why I like it is because then I know, like, okay, well, this is just an idea. You yeah, can I, kind of pick it apart and really figure it out. Yeah,
1: I And mean, it's not a deposition. You know, like, you can, you can posit, like, a, an <laughs> idea and you're not being held to it or there's no penalty if, if, you know, if, if, if something new information comes up because these things are constantly evolving, yeah. you know, yeah, so just having the information out there. Yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah really like, I, feel,
2: I feel like, especially with, uh, right now, I've seen a lot of people take some of the theories that i put out there and then come up with better ones. But a lot of it's kind of inspired by those initial thoughts and that's what it is. It's all helping everyone build as a community. Like, okay, here's an idea and then we can take that and figure more things out. And it's just some of the connections that are in my later videos are ones that people figured out based on my older videos and sent to me. I was like, oh my god, I didn't <laughs> notice this stuff. That's really cool.
0: Yeah, that comports with our experience too. Like being hooked into this community and being kind of subject to that churn of information as uh, as new things come to light. It really does help kind of the best or the most uh, the most salient interpretations rise to the top. As long as you're upfront about like, hey, we're just kind of going with our best with our best feeling right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean honestly like when I put up my story video that was my first my, my I guess my third Dark Souls 2 lore video but it was my first really big one. That one I was scared shitless about. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz there was nothing out there yet so I was just like I think I'm right but I really don't know. Yeah. yeah. So and it was then, nice to see people kind of confirming it afterwards but I was really scared putting that one up.
1: Yeah, and it seems like that you know the Everyone's been, you know, fairly supportive, which is nice. Because when it comes to discussing this stuff, um, especially more on, on forums, I guess than, than YouTube's uh, YouTube comments, um, some people get very, uh, very heated and uh, and not, you know, understanding about about that. So there's definitely yeah. the, the, something awful forums, which is where you know Cole and I met and, uh, as a ground. The Dark Souls two thread on that that uh, forum is awful.
0: I can't swing it. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah it, it's, it's a close place to depends. be. It, it so depends on the forum and every forum is different too that i've gone to and checked out like yeah i actually i really like game facts for dark souls i feel like those <laughs> guys are really friendly
0: yeah cool, w- cool. B- b- bizarrely enough a lot, a lot of the a lot of the good stuff that has been brought to our attention is from the uh, from the reddit from the dark souls 2 reddit thread.
2: yeah mm-hmm. i check reddit actually that's where i'm where i'm at the most frequently i'm on yeah. the reddit constantly yeah
0: yeah cool very cool. And just to, to just another side thing, I really enjoy the like the professionalism and the production of the things that you put out. Just uh, as long as we're paying compliments, like oh yeah, I <laughs> will take that all is, the compliments. That that, that <laughs> is important to me. I went back and I watched the uh, the chosen undead as an asshole video and just laughed my ass off once more so
2: good yeah i've been working on a second one for way too long but i actually have started writing it it's just a little harder because i kind of wrote myself in a corner with the (laughs) fact that the next one has to be new londo now Mm -hmm. because that's kind of what i put out there yeah and there's not that much to new londo so i'm trying to push it past and make it better (laughs) nice so yeah that's kind of where i'm at with that one but thank you i've worked in entertainment for a long time now so i really try to put all the professionalism into my videos
0: yeah good Mm -hmm. shows
1: yeah cool um, yeah. So, uh, what did we do before this, Cole?
0: Well, before this, we ventured into the wooded Huntsman's Cops to get some skele love from some lords and a nightmare horse. Before dipping back down to, uh, you know, tie up some loose ends yeah. in this kind of weirdo episode we're doing.
2: Oh, yeah, wait, I gotta be- say, uh, the skeleton lord stuff you guys were talking about with the throne had me cracking up. <laughs> to pay <laughs> you guys a compliment, I love that discussion you guys had. So, <laughs> anyways, yeah. So okay. sinners rise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, so yeah, so we we just didn't want to go to Sinner's Rise right after uh, the Best Deal because it's kind of tough. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's this kind of straddling episode um, that's going to transition us into the pit. Um, but you know, you could just go here right from uh, from the Lost Best Deal. And actually, the first part we're going to talk about, this is the very uh, beginning, kind of prefix to it, is technically still part of the Lost Best Deal, but it's such such an integral part. To how the uh, the center feels, it, it belongs here, which is that that sniper bridge, that like <laughs> Metal Gear segment of like, walking up the sniper beast. You're going to yeah. need
0: to go back and grab a sniper rifle. I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh. oh man, I died to them a lot more times than I would like to admit doing the run for the show. Oh really? Yeah. yeah I don't know. It's just uh, my, my I guess my character wasn't uh, specter shield really, or just the like the the, the the damage kind of piles up. Um, yeah, they yeah. can
1: stun lock you really easily if you don't have. Yeah. I think that's more what it is. So the when I have a shield, I'm fine. But the the my shieldless run, I went through this. I had a harder time with it Yeah, and the I'm distance so to kind to of makes it now. hard to see. Yeah, I'm so,
2: I'm so used to rolling now that I, I'm just used to it. So I've been doing that since Dark Souls one. So I'm just like okay, I, I just kind of ran and rolled past everything.
0: Yeah,
2: but at first it got me a little bit. But yeah, that that wasn't the hardest one. But I like that they did that. That was a cool idea.
0: Yeah, it says this is serious business. Like, everything else was kind of guarded, but this is explicitly putting up something that is right in your way. Like, uh, you know, and once you figure out what's back there, you know, I I can't tell if they're keeping people out or keeping people in. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. that's a good point. Are they trying to keep people out or in? I, I didn't think about it that way.
1: Yeah. Um when you eventually make your way up there to where that bonfire is which is that's something that, like Dark Souls 1 didn't really do with the the bonfire with the hostile enemies mm-hmm. right next to it <laughs> um, who you know that that's a really strange little bit in in uh, this game that happens a couple times in Dark Souls 2 Yeah. Um but essentially we're just trying to make our way down this this tower. Right. Um but there's a, there's a kind of a fun easter egg if you get up to the top of this. Yeah. Um if you haven't uh, gone through uh Belfry Luna yet.
0: Yeah, so I actually didn't realize this until somebody wrote in. Matt wrote in via contact saying, On my second playthrough, I skipped Belfry Luna and the Gargoyles and went straight to Sinner's Rise after defeating the Ruined Sentinels. I was surprised to see one of the Belfry Gargoyles flying about in the distance as I couldn't remember this encounter from my earlier game. Uh, so I went into a new game and captured the proof on camera and he linked into a video, which we can put into the show notes. It just goes to show how important multiple playthroughs are, uh, to see everything these awesome games, these awesome games have to offer praise the sun. So yeah, you just straight up see like that chapel off in the distance and these belfry gargoyles just going into town on it.
2: Yeah. I had no idea at first and it was actually Terra Mantis and I were talking a lot because we, we knew that we both got the game a little early and we had no one else to talk to. <laughs> and he, he happened to be recording, and he didn't even notice until he was looking back at his recording that there was a roar. And he didn't even see the Belfry Gargoyle. He just heard the roar. <laughs> and he showed, shared the video with me, and I was like, I, didn't, I don't remember getting a roar noise. But, what? What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. So it took me like, playing through another time. Like you guys said, like, you really got to play multiple times to get the full experience. So I was playing it through a second time that I knew to look out for it. And then I saw the Belfry Gargoyle and I was like,
1: oh, yeah, the, the, I definitely the first time I heard the roar but didn't see it. I was kind of, you know, wasn't facing the direction. And I thought it was a dragon. <laughs> like I just, you know, maybe out of the corner of my eye I saw a shape flying and heard the roar. And I was like, oh, shit, you know, and that's uh, honestly because of hearing that roar. That's what I thought I was going to find yeah. down at the bottom of this of the rise. A dragon. Um, the first time. Yeah. Like, uh, because I was so integral to, like, the the build up and all the press and everything said how mm-hmm. important dragons were to the story. I'm like, oh, shit. Well, that's what they've got chained up at the bottom of this tower. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, didn't turn out to be the
0: case. Not the case at all. Yeah, yeah. I, lo- I love that sense of mystery, especially if you didn't stumble on the belfry. Like, if you just see that, you know, thinking, A, it might be an Easter egg, uh, thinking, B, this might be something I need to fight in the future, um, especially with how hidden the the, the, the belfry is.
2: Yeah, I think it's a great game designer choice to do that because it indicates right there that there's something you might have missed because you're going to wonder what that gargoyle is and maybe go back and search a little bit more and search a little deeper and hopefully have a Ferris Lockstone with you (laughs) while you're doing that.
0: Yeah, at a time when they're probably very, very rare for you.
2: Yeah, at the beginning of the game, I, mm-hmm. I I know there that was actually how I saw it the first time was because I I'd never skip areas, and the first time I finally saw it was on a subsequent playthrough where I just didn't have enough Ferris lockstones to go into the belfry, mm. yeah. so I just got lucky that I didn't happen to have that lockstone.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, so so you you head on head on down here, and there's this uh, elevator kind of guarded by these crossbowmen um, on your way down, and it is a it is a long 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 elevator. Yeah, um, you know it kind of goes on forever. And get, you end up in this kind of flooded basement area with, uh, you've got correctly pointed out in the notes, uh, my least favorite summon sign location in the game. <laughs> um, which is, it's, it's fine. So if you're trying to do uh quest and you want her to survive three fights, it's fine because you can clear out the way, you know, and then summon her and just have her walk up. But it's just kind of a pain in the ass. Right. You know?
2: So it's enhanced undead. dead. They're tough. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, the funny thing, I got so good at dancing on that elevator because <laughs> yeah. it got to the point where I, I, now I can kill the lost sinner really easily. But like the first couple of times, my lost sinner fights were really difficult, especially dodging the way I do. And I don't know if it's easier with a shield, but, um, yeah, there are a lot of times that I just decided I didn't want to kill all the enemies. So I was just dancing on the elevator to avoid all the crossbow shots.
1: <laughs> and because, because the, the music's in your soul, because rhythm is a dancer.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> that yeah.
1: yeah so, uh, the, um, yeah, we, you know, get down here, and these enhanced undead, which are really interesting, um, yeah. because they are, they're kind of half undead and half dragon. Right. They've got kind of dragon bits to them. And mm-hmm. uh, we know these are created by Aldea uh, because of later.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, The interesting question is, how did they get down there? That's really what I wonder. And also, why do they have the bellkeeper yeah. set equipment with them? Which only these enhanced undead have. Ones you fight later in the game, don't have it. Only these ones have the bellkeeper shield and bellkeeper uh, the other bellkeeper item that they have, the bow, the bow, mm. right? Yeah. Which
1: makes I wonder if um, the bellkeepers were taken for experimentation, and then if they somehow escaped and they they came back here because oh. the the place is meaningful to them and their their human form. If they were they were once uh, once bellkeepers, yeah. like they weren't uh, placed here by Aldia so much, but as when Aldia ascended or did whatever he he did whatever you decide that is, um, you know his place is kind of in disrepair. Um, you know, given that they're kind of trolls. Um, you know, walking around willy-nilly yep. once we get there, or ogres, rather. Maybe yeah. these guys just got out.
2: I mean, it's curious because it's the lone knights who are guarding, as you said, the Sinners' mm-hmm. Rise. Those guys are, mm-hmm. um, I think, Vendrick soldiers, if I remember correctly.
0: Yeah, they, uh, they were Vendrick's uh, elite guards uh, that he, you know, equipped really well to fight against the giants, and they got roundly trounced.
2: Yeah, so those are two connections to Vendrick and Aldia in mm-hmm. this area.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. well, and it's next to the Bastille, which is where, you know, Vendrick is, is sticking his undead Right, right, in right. general. So th- yeah. there's there's enough kind of suge- to suggest that regardless of who the Lost Center ends up being, mm-hmm. um, that Vendrick is probably responsible, Veld- Vendrick or Aldia are probably responsible for, for putting her there. Right. And, and lock her out. even though she is, as we'll get to, punishing herself. Right. Uh, maybe through, uh, you know, similar to kind of like a Havel situation, like maybe, um, you know, if, if she was a, a character with significance, um, you know, Hey, lock me up. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. So did you Uh, guys
2: find the, the, um, the secret passage in there your first time through?
0: No, no. I've only found it with the help of the strategy guide later.
2: Yeah. I had like, that wasn't the type of wall I usually check for secret walls in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like that, that was one that people had to tell me about. I didn't believe them at first. I was like, no, (laughs) there's not a secret passage there. It's, My King's Field sensibility should have had me locked <laughs> into that.
1: It, it is, yeah. Because it it, it, it's almost like the, um, the ancient city, the, uh, the fort mm-hmm. um, there that has the exterior where you, you, you go on the outside of the fortress yeah. and find the treasure yeah. there. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the waterway. Yeah, I didn't find it the, the first time either. Yeah. Uh, it was until the, the second time.
0: Yeah, and the item you get out there is the, it's the, it's the uh, what is that? The Northern Ritual Band, uh, which is explicitly said to have been, uh, to have been restored through uh, uh you know, arcane and profane arts. You know, like like what kind of horrible ritual you know, was done to get this thing back to where it was. And that kind of is led into, like a lot of the stuff that you find here is hinted to have come from Lordran. Um, you know, sublime bone dust and then the stuff that you get after you fight the sinner, you know, like, all of this has connection to prior kingdoms, right? Yeah.
2: yeah. I yeah. think you get an Elizabeth Mushroom after The Lost Sinner, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, you get an Elizabeth uh, Mushroom, and that's also where you get the uh, the fragrant branch of yore, which right. I'm becoming more and more convinced actually has a relation to the Bed of Chaos.
2: Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Huh, and, I haven't heard that theory. And that's, they explicitly...
0: Yeah, the the, the explicitly uh, branch, you know, the the, the plant like nature of the bed uh, combined with the fact that this is kind of the opposite of uh, of the curse a little bit. It uh, mm. you know, unpetrifies people and things. It's a flimsy connection, I know, but that is kind of the assumption I'm operating under right now. Hmm. That and yeah. its noxious effects make it seem like it's from something that is hostile to humans. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, wait, the fragrant brush of yore, but it kind of cures humans of petrified, so.
0: <clears throat> yeah, yeah, but also uh, its description says that it makes you, it gives headaches and uh, causes nausea and coughing. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So it's a minor, it's a minor thing and probably of very little consequence, but it is something I put in to make it tidy that all this stuff has well, links, I mean, it's
2: part yeah. of Yeah, it's part of that whole debate of if drink like his lordran in the past yeah so, yeah it's yeah. yeah, evidence for that
1: and to be fair you find it right here which are yep. connections to uh the meta mm-hmm. chaos here yeah yeah um yeah. in this area so yep. it, it makes a no sense i'm not i'm not totally convinced but it doesn't it's not the craziest thing you've ever said
0: <laughs> <on> the, <laughs> on the show. cool compliment bro yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um yeah so, so, so we're making our way through this uh, flooded area, which is you know it's tough. You're fighting the enhanced undead, and uh, we're running into these uh, you know the exploding undead, the ruptured <laughs> undead, which um, are placed I,
0: specifically to impede your uh, your progress if you're trying to run through this at the yeah. uh, at, at those uh, uh, staircases there.
1: Yep, and they're they're hiding under the water, which is mm-hmm. tricky. Um, yeah, there's
2: one like right next to the door you need to unlock, so you there's no way you can just run through mm-hmm. unless yeah. I found a way though. If you run up the side, they'll follow you there, and then you jump off. Then you can run through.
1: Yeah, yeah. And the door opens quicker than you would think, like quicker mm-hmm. than other doors that do that. Um, so you actually can, like if you're you know speedrunning, you can avoid fighting those guys. Um, but you do have to run up the side to distract them. Right. Um, which I, th- I think, you know, this is one of the longer boss runs in Dark Souls 2, which doesn't have a lot of, you know, real long boss runs. So the, uh, uh, you know, I ended up having to kind of get my speedrun strats down because the Lost Center took me several tries the, the first time through. Mm-hmm. um for sure. And uh who I guess uh who else was jailed down here? Like that's an interesting idea because there's there's you know the the actual Sinner's Rise structure where the Lost center is but there's also you know several other cell structures yeah. at the bottom of this tower.
2: Even within Sinner's Rise there's a couple other cells which are where those pyromancers come out of. Yeah. yeah. Like those are cells that they're coming out of.
1: Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting. It's not just the literally just a one, you know, one person kind of oubliette. Yeah. It is a
0: I mean if you assume that the 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 Lost Center had followers, like if she really was channeling who we think she's channeling, hmm. then uh you know, anybody or like her, her entourage as kind of supported by sure. the fact turtle. that the pyromancy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You got turtle. turtle. Jeremy yeah. <laughs> um, e. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I've actually never seen that show. I just know it as a as a punchline in my yeah. comedy podcast I listen to. Oh
2: really? <laughs> yeah. I, I love this show.
1: Is it good? Like I, it's it ran for a long time. Like I just, I don't know anything about it other than just people making turtle jokes.
2: Yeah, it's uh, been a long time since I've seen it. I kind of want to watch it again now that I live in Los Angeles because I'll actually know all the locations and in inside jokes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I thought it was a great show hmm. for the first yeah. few seasons at least. Then it kind of had run its course. I've
0: know? seen I've seen episodes of it. What it seems to me, I, I think that uh, there, there are probably two kinds of people who appreciate it awful people who take it at face value and think man this is awesome and then people who recognize that it's satire would yeah. would, would would be my uh would be my way to go like oh this is a way to live versus <laughs> look at how these guys are living yeah so like it
1: definitely could be like that silicon valley show <laughs> yeah. um yeah. <laughs> i haven't watched
0: that is that good it's pretty good tv shows it's yeah. funny
1: yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, good. Good times. There. But yeah. So. So there are other people who are in prison. I guess is you know the the main point. So that's that's kind of interesting. And the idea of uh, her having followers is uh is definitely seems on the nose possibly. Um, the uh, but if you if you got the key from um, from Vorgel old Vorgy um, yeah. you can kind of go through the easy way because you don't actually have to run down there to the door mm-hmm. and can just make your way to this path that leads up to the the rise proper. Yeah.
2: I think that's, a, that's at least to me, that's one of the connections that I use for the Lost Sinner, who we'll talk about a little later when we actually get to her. But yeah, that key opens up a lot of things. It opens up for the Lost Sinner herself. That's how you can light the torches to make that boss fight a little bit easier, I suppose. I think it's the only, it makes it easier for if you're sorcery, like a uh, caster build, or if mm-hmm. you use arrows. Yeah. For uh, melee builds, it's probably not going to do that much, but it helps you target her so she doesn't just disappear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, that, actually, that key ends up coming really in handy for that type of aspect.
1: That that might win the 2014 bonfire side chat key of the year award. Like, a, <laughs> what what other keys, Cole,
0: are in the, the running? Because that is a useful key. Uh, the forgotten key uh, gets you uh, a lot key of good is stuff. Real good. Yeah, yeah, forgotten keys. I think we're gonna have to put this one to a poll. The yeah. undead <laughs> the
2: castaway key because it gets you to a bonfire.
0: Mm. Yeah. yeah, thing key gets you door effects. Mm-hmm. So
1: many good keys in this game. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a straight up key party. The fireside chat keys. The key keys where you of... have a
2: giant key as si- the shape of the trophy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we... uh,
1: Which key's going to win the key this year? Uh, seven yeah. key keys in Dark Souls Two. Number
0: six will we, blow your mind. We, we kept trying. Uh, we kept trying to lock it away so people wouldn't steal it. But
2: like a YouTube video, top ten keys in Dark Souls Two. <laughs> Number <Yeah>.
0: one.
1: Uh, <laughs> top eight directions on a d-pad <laughs> um yeah 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 so so you make your way and this view is awesome oh i love it yeah like uh, just heading up to this it's just so imposing and like it gives a sense of power like this is the first i think for a lot of people the first of the uh the four you know major heavies that you're gonna fight mm-hmm. yeah um, for most people and and it really impose you know gives that it conveys that message
0: i love the symmetry of it like as you're as you're running down that long uh you know kind of Pathway raised out of the water with the with the rocks kind of sticking out at the same angle coming you know mm-hmm. coming out of it like it really does it really does it put put that imposing atmosphere around it like it, you don't see that kind of symmetry a lot in these games and when it shows up it's always it's always in a place of authority like this
2: yeah I, I, it shows like a structure that someone actually had to put time and think about it whoever was behind making the structure yeah
1: when it's also not decrepit you know mm-hmm. like if you think of uh, a, a prison. Or somewhere you're going to put somebody to to punish them necessarily or you know or like a, a punitive action um it wouldn't necessarily be this kind of beautiful mm-hmm. and uh and considered like there's an element of it that is uh kind of almost honorific mm-hmm. in addition to being you know damning or being an actual like a prison mm-hmm.
2: you know? yeah and to me it's cool because you also have the moonlight shining in which makes it really pretty yeah with this the area moonlight is beautiful yeah, it's definitely when I was capturing footage for my lore video on the Lost was so like this was one where I was like,
0: yes, yes, it's so pretty. Yes, <laughs> yes. So I'm, I'm unclear as to, as to the topology of this area. So I thought that it was just a tower that was on the, on the outside of the, you know, the rise, of the best dealer, the rise proper was like a separate structure. But like I get the sense that you're in kind of like you're in a cave. It's like an outcropping. Where is that light coming from? Because when you look up, you don't see any of the sky.
2: Well, if you look to the right, you can see where the sky is. So, okay. yeah, yeah. If you look over to the right, you can see where the the top of the cave is, and yeah, you can actually mm. see up to the sky. Okay, mm. yeah. If, if I'm remembering correctly,
0: I think so. That 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 makes a sense uh, sense to me. But I remember craning to look up because I wanted to uh, to get a still of it. Honestly, to use as a background um, on my <laughs> PC because yeah. I'm a huge nerd. Uh, but uh, but yeah, that makes uh, that my makes a iPad sense.
2: background is uh, Firelink Shrine. Hmm. So right there with you.
1: Yeah, every time coming home yeah. to the old iPad. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the uh, so we mentioned we have that key and you can light the torches. We talked about that a little bit. Um, I did not – the first time I, I saw that and opened up those doors, I did not realize I could light them. Right. Because you don't get a, a light to prompt unless you have the torch. And I also thought it was blood, mm-hmm. like rather than oil. So I thought this was just blood flowing into this, mm-hmm. which, again, was great as far as just like building up my imagination. <laughs> Yeah, I kind
0: of
2: prefer that. That sounds way cooler than me. I yeah, yeah just like
0: just two two tubes feeding blood into this like chamber. I'm going to go into. Well, it sounds like you're about to like when you when you think of it that way, it sounds like you're about to encounter something from three two. Yeah, right. Like the queen's heart or whatever. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah. The the center. So that would be you know pretty amazing. know I, I like I end up liking this boss. I'm saying a lot of things like, oh, I thought this really cool thing was going to happen. <laughs> it didn't. Um, like I like this boss a lot, but the. Uh, uh,
0: yeah. Well, I think that's uh, that. Th- th- that speaks to something like the grandiosity of this of this run up makes you think that you're you know coming after something that is going to be bigger than what it is. I love this boss fight too, but um, you know after all this setup and after everything that you've been through, you know uh, kind of a humble one on one duel isn't what you're expecting.
2: I, and I think uh, I don't know the whole torch thing you were talking about. I feel like that's just one of those things that they designed before they made the change, the mm-hmm. lighting change, mm-hmm. like everything involving torches to me yeah How, like things like this you would never really figure that out for the most part because why would you have a reason to use a torch here mm-hmm. but yeah I, I agree with you guys about the lost inner fight though it's, it's actually it's one of my favorite fights in the game
1: yeah yeah it, it's it's great and and not least of which you know just that that sense of uh kind of pomp to it the intro with her is is really uh chilling and, and wonderful You, you come in and we get to see the, uh, the chaos bug uh, crawl mm-hmm. into her eye, which was, this was um, probably the first, because I think I fought this uh, before I fought um, Ornstein. I think this was the first explicit Dark Souls 1 thing that I saw. Like, oh, that is literally from Dark Souls 1, yeah. Um, the, the chaos bug.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I, I my first time playing through, I didn't notice it. I think I turned away and turned back because <laughs> I was like looking down to do something and then I was I met I had met Vati Vidya a couple days later at an mm. event in San Francisco and he was telling like we were talking about the Lost Cinder Possible he's like dude the, and the fact that you see the chaos bug and I was like <laughs> what? <laughs> there, there was a chaos bug? what are you talking about? I, yeah I totally missed the bug
1: on
0: a real, real blink and you miss that detail I'm just sitting here trying to imagine Vati saying dude
2: Yeah. <laughs> dude uh, okay you probably didn't say dude that's me <laughs> putting my own lingo into his mouth
0: <laughs> yeah I love everything about the aesthetics and the lore of this like just uh, yeah. the, the the fact that you see the mask you think oh shit and then it just reveals that oh she's fighting me Well, uh, hey it's a she uh, but she's fighting me literally with one hand tied behind her back well not literally figuratively she's handcuffed so. yeah
2: it's like Jamie Lannister fights in the Game yeah. of Thrones <laughs> someone um, can get that reference yeah <laughs> So yeah, I think uh, to me actually in the trailer of the game when the trailer came out that had the various bosses that they were showing that curse trailer, mm-hmm. this was the boss that I thought looked the most exciting, and it didn't let me down.
1: It's the like mechanically what's really interesting about it. So we have that that element of lock-on range mm-hmm. that that she controls. She's also all really about like dead angles and weird unpredictability and rhythms. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, a lot of the dual fights in this game. Kind of struck me a little bit as kind of riffs on Art- Artorias, like odd, you know, kind of takes on that, since that's the, the biggest duel fight that you end up having in Dark Souls 1. And this one, you know, if, if Artorias was more, because uh, like the Lost Center will come at you from the side, you know, or will charge mm-hmm. you with very little wind up, you know, from, from distances you don't expect. Like the fight is very unpredictable um, as a duel. And then lots of uh, verticality, lots of jumping and repositioning herself.
2: Mm-hmm. She just has um, a lot of, um, she's really quick to recover really quick to recover yeah yeah so i was using a larger sword to fight her and i do one swing and she'd already dodged away
1: yeah 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 it's just very very uh very fast and very just hard Mm -hmm. to uh to kind of get a pattern down you know at least and once you you can get it like it is you know this fight is not super hard for me now but initially i was just like man this is i don't know what's going to happen next at any point during this duel yeah
0: um yeah and like the, the 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 varied nature of her tactics kind of covers up the fact that she really only has like three moves i think she just uses them and her own position in very odd and unexpected ways. So it becomes more about the rhythm than from, you know, any of the, you know, attacks by themselves being dangerous, right? Yeah.
2: yeah it's she, also the fact that there's one attack that she has where sometimes it's a three attack combo mm-hmm. and sometimes she'll do four. Yeah. So it makes it a little harder to predict because you kind of have to watch and be like, all right, is she going to do the four this time or not?
1: She also, if you're not using the, um, if you're not, you know, trying to keep uh Lucatiel alive with the, uh, the, the red eye ring or the red um it's not red eye the uh the aggro mm-hmm. eating ring um she will change opponents um seemingly at random so if you summon a phantom for this and she has engaged with one she will break off and uh start fighting uh you know fighting another another opponent um you know fairly fairly quickly and with without much order to it um which it can be really hard if you were you know when I played through as a caster um I did some you know got sunbroed for a little while here and i uh, would be staying back just tossing ta- you know tossing hexes and uh and she would just disengage and just tackle me you know out of nowhere and i was, I was totally not expecting it so very very cool ai like i really like the ai on the Lost center bite mm-hmm. yeah
2: one with the, what you're talking about lucatil i didn't know about the ring when i first was trying to keep lucatil alive and it was a really hard boss fight to keep lucatil alive because of her switching tactics and uh, and the fact that lucatil i i think they actually in a recent patch made her more powerful but she was so Bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just so hard <laughs> keeping her alive that I would struggle to try and hurt the Lost Sinner and kill it uh, the, her as quickly as possible. And then all of a sudden the Lost Sinner would attack me when I wasn't expecting it. And now all of a sudden I'm in trouble. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that made it really hard.
1: Yeah, oh, Super tricky. Um, but, yeah, so eventually, you know, you're able to bring it on. We're going to talk about the uh, the New Game Plus fight in our, our New Game Plus episode because that adds an uh, additional wrinkle to it. Um, but just the the, the kind of the fallout of the you know regular new game version, um, we can talk about you know. So eventually, you're able able to defeat her. Um, you know, mostly just kind of through practice and, and getting that stuff down. And uh, she does some some interesting things as far as items. So her her soul, her regular soul, can drop or can be turned into the Lost Center Sword, mm-hmm. which um, the guy who does the uh, weapon showcases, uh, Mister, I won't forget. Um, thinks that, like, it, it scales with your sin, but also thinks that it does more damage to people the more they have sinned, hmm. which is interesting. Like, he was getting very unpredictable damage values, and uh, that was really cool. Yeah. Um, it's not proven. Like, people haven't uh, you know opened up the the case and kind of expected the numbers just yet, but, yeah. the um, yeah, it sounded like uh, that was the case, which is a really cool idea, yeah. and it also hurts you as you use it.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. I like the idea of them kind of underlining or working the notion of penitence, into the mechanics that's mm-hmm. that seems like a really ambitious and nuanced thing to attempt
1: yeah like having sin be a, a stronger kind of theme mm-hmm.
0: to it yeah um yeah,
1: I,
2: I would like that if it turned out that mr i won't forget is correct about the lost inner sword that'd be a really cool extra nuance to the sword and the way it works especially if you're uh maybe if you're fighting in the blood brother covenant it would be extra good if you're yeah. doing <laughs> duels but yeah that's that's a cool idea and I I like the entire her entire set actually I think it's all some fun like some good ideas in the way that it works and why it gives you the boost it gives you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So yeah let's talk about her a little bit um in general who we who we think she might be and what her connections are. Yeah. And uh in general to that that gear.
0: First some basic facts about her. A uh her entire cell is covered with uh crazy writing. Yeah. So it's like John Nash's shed um a little bit and uh also she's blind and that's why she blows out the torches and the candles and stuff uh is because her mask the description of that uh says yeah there are spikes on the inside to blind and torture the person who's wearing it Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. i was so hoping that i I was staring at those carvings on the ground like just trying (laughs) to see if there's just one that had something (laughs) And there's nothing. Just nothing. One of,
0: one of them is dick butt. Like, yeah, <laughs> like way up in a corner. It's just like, oh, there's a dick butt. What? What? What does this mean? Yeah.
2: Uh, Someone uh, in uh, from software is part of Reddit.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. When there's no Heineken can in the, uh, <laughs> yeah, the Heineken uh, can they come later? The um in the episode, yeah, I could, I haven't been able to figure out what any of that stuff is, mm-hmm. um. You know, obviously meaningful meaningful to her um she has the you know her cuffs on which uh boost pyromancy um if you're using them which is interesting uh because in new game plus as we we mentioned we're going to talk about that a little bit more in a future episode but yeah it's kind of integral to talking about her she uh drops the old witch's soul yeah mm-hmm.
2: yeah which yeah there's a lot of lore with I, I don't know there's actually there's a lot of connections to me that i made from the outside with her and um, I mean, my my theory is, and I present this in my video, that she was the princess of Belfry Luna, which mm-hmm. I know a lot of people disagree with. So, I don't know. I feel like the fact that you have the, the Enhanced Undead dropping the Bellkeeper set, you have the fact that... I mean, I, I think the Belfry Gargoyles showing themselves is a very much a gameplay mechanic to say, hey, you missed this boss. But it also mm-hmm. does present an interesting connection between Sinner's Rise and the Belfry area. Yeah. And yeah i think there are some other connections that i had like the Vorgel, the sinner the fact that you get the key from another sinner who just happens to be in belfry luna mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's all uh, like uh, more outside connections than direct connections but i think it's a possibility
0: yeah yeah I-, I like that you know most of the most of the talk is about her being a you know re- reincarnation or possessing the 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 soul uh, literally in new game plus or the drive of you know the the, the chaos witch of Izalith, but figuring out who she was before she got consumed by that notion um that i think is the best explanation i've heard so far
2: yeah and yeah. i prefer thinking about that stuff because like that's more interesting to me than just the idea of like oh well it was re- reincarnated and that's the whole story behind it like ah, mm-hmm. i think this is a more interesting idea
1: mm-hmm. yeah they i mean they're both they're both interesting because they're both uh you know one kind of plays into the, the grander question of why these lord souls are floating around Drangleic, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and and having their kind of influence, which is is important to the macro. But the micro is also really interesting. And the idea of uh, her being the uh, the princess um, also ties into that idea of her uh, maybe kind of calling in this favor to inter herself mm-hmm. in, the, in this way. So, you know, what I was mentioning about how uh, she's kind of got this, it's almost like a place of honor. That she that she's in, as opposed to just a dank pit. Yeah, you yeah. know, um, it like could be if she was the princess. Like, hey, <laughs> you know, we're 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 royalty. Like, I'm, you know, I need to punish myself. Like, and he's like, okay, well, I will construct this mm-hmm. this for you. Yeah. yeah,
2: it's just a giant, giant room that she's in by herself, as opposed to like you said, just a small pit somewhere in a cave. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely built up. But I mean, the two ideas don't contradict each other because exactly. with her possibly. Mm-hmm. To me, the way that it works with the rebirth of souls, I, I feel like at some point these characters get those souls. Just like, really, Nito and Gwyn and all them, they, didn't, they weren't born with those Lord souls. They eventually um, acquired the souls, yeah, which in turn gave them more power and made them become who they were. Yeah. But I feel like that's part of what is happening with these bosses is that they didn't start with it, but at some point they end up acquiring the fragments reborn soul
0: yeah yeah and that plays into you know the idea of lineage and and succession and then just kind of everything repeating itself this grand cycle of these you know of these powerful you know kind of primordial or primeval forces just continuing to make their way through the world repeating the same cycles right and just kind of the people who happen to be unlucky enough to encounter them
1: and and far be it from to make two metal gear references in one episode (laughs) but like it gets into kind of almost like a genetic idea you know like who knows if if any of these people who found these things, what uh, what bits of free will they had, or what was just the influence of the soul yeah. that they had, hang, you know, hanging around with them? Like this was, could have been a completely different person, and then you know was driven to do these things, yeah. um, you know, just because of, they happened to trip over a
0: glowing rock, yeah, one day, <laughs> a glowing you know? rock, yeah. or, or just and these ideas. Good, sorry. Oh,
2: sorry, sorry, but yeah, that's a lot of what I feel like it is with these souls. And yeah, I mean, who knows what the influence really was of these mm-hmm. souls? But I feel like it did influence their personality after they acquired the souls.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. So, yeah, as far as like, so one thing we get from Shalquire and talking to her, mm-hmm. and this is without New Game Plus or anything, it's just that you get that connection to the Witch of Izalith, and that adds on to the whole chaos bug mm-hmm. that she tried to light the first flame.
0: Yeah. In fact, that is the uh, the intro dialogue for this episode. I've already edited it. <laughs> Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. And that is uh and, and that is seen as the greatest sin of all, um, in in this kingdom or in this, you know, ideology, um, which is, you know, to attempt to break nature like that, which uh feels a little bit like, oh yeah, we're in the age of dark now. Like this is what happens when the flame goes away.
2: Yeah, it's very yeah. much a Vendrick's kingdom idea because Vendrick was trying not to light the first flame, almost mm-hmm. possibly trying to break the curse of the cycles. So mm-hmm. Yeah, place into that possible idea. Yeah,
0: taking things back into the uh, the direction of uh, dragons as opposed to you know the gods or the you know the forces of flame. Right.
2: Yeah. right. yeah. So that that does raise the question then of well, when exactly was it the lost sinner, sinned, And was it then as you, you were possi- you were throwing at possibly was it Vendrick who locked her up? Was it maybe she was the princess and chose to lock herself up and maybe had a change of heart? It's it really raises that question.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah, super interesting, and I'm, I'm really excited. We have a as a note at the end of the episode, but like, one of the things that when you, if we think of this in terms of Dark Souls One, where the Artorias of the Abyss DLC answered a lot of questions, like I am really looking forward to the DLC and how it's going to reflect yeah. on on some of these these questions that we have. Yeah. You know, like I, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the the state of conjecture right now on uh, um, Dark Souls 2 lore, but the <laughs> uh, you know having some kind of extra toys in the toy box, you know, new Lego bricks to try to make things is going to be very interesting.
0: Frequent contributor oh. and guest uh, Vivian, uh, when we had, you know posted the announcement about the DLC or you know reposted it um, on the Facebook, said that <laughs> that expansion really tied the lore together, mm-hmm. which I'm really hoping it's going to do. Oh wait, mm-hmm. how much of it has he played?
1: um not you know not much like just uh not not the new one he just meant yeah. um comparing it to artorias of the abyss yeah
2: oh, okay and, yeah Ar- uh, artorias uh, of the abyss absolutely did yeah because yeah. 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 i was gonna say i played some of the new dlc which we'll we'll talk about later but <laughs> there wasn't of my 30 minutes with it i didn't get too much lore stuff yet yeah yeah, yeah. yes um, yes that doesn't yeah. mean it's not there. <laughs>
1: um yes yeah, so, so after you you know after you beat her you go through this kind of hallway you get your fragrant branch of Lure, which uh, opens up some spokes yeah um, as we mentioned the elizabeth men- mushroom which you mentioned mm-hmm. uh, which i love again, that,
2: that item description so much That's really <laughs>
1: funny that is one of the better jokes i I, yeah, I keep saying it but dark souls 2 is funny in a way that dark souls 1 is not
0: and that, that is a good joke did
2: you guys talk about that one in a previous episode the elizabeth
0: I, mushrooms i think this I think is I, yeah. the first one we've encountered though right um
1: I thought we mentioned it um I thought I had I'd had mentioned it when we first ran Lloyd's Talismans mm-hmm. for some reason okay. but the 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 uh the description says you know Elizabeth was a saint who had the you know the various medicine she was renowned for her beauty um <laughs> so you know her great beauty I don't know the exact wording of it
2: yeah, yeah I was going to uh, make a video about that and then Abyss Gravelor beat me to it I was like all right <laughs> he won he was the first one to post yeah. it
1: I, I love the, I love the idea of like just history you know getting lost um, and we're going to and corruption of, of history and stuff which we're going to deal with in a little bit um, at least in one instance mm-hmm. uh, coming up
0: um, yeah. but
1: the, the, the mechanically this getting this fragrant branch of yore opens up um, you know the uh, the shaded ruins or the the uh, yeah, shaded woods which is which is useful mm-hmm. from this point on if you'd like to go there
0: or you can run it back to Strayed and uh, free yeah. him but uh, I, you know it's up to you really there are going to be more of these in the future. But, yeah, uh, but right now it is a limited resource.
2: For me, I, like this was before I found where you guys just talked about last week, the undead cops, mm-hmm. just because of the fact that you have to walk back. And I got so used to teleporting. Mm-hmm. So I hadn't even found undead cops. And it was actually Vadi who had to tell me how to get there. But <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I just started going the other way because I was like, all right, should, do I use my fragrant branch of Yor to open up a new path or do I use it for this character I want to talk to? And I like that, that they give you that option where you really do have to choose at least your first playthrough. I mean, now I always end up with extra fragment branches of yore, but my first playthrough is really that thought of like, oh, well, what do I do with this? I got to make this choice.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, there are more of them than you need, but not that many more. Mm -hmm. So it's still an important resource. Um, Yeah, and you you light your uh, primordial bonfire.
0: Um, In a a big empty cube. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, which we'll see again and again. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah, several several big empty uh big empty cubes mm. after after uh, big bosses.
2: Now, do you guys have uh, any theories on the primal bonfire?
1: We haven't really talked about it. I don't I don't think I, I have anything really for it. No. It's it's interesting, but I don't know what the what the idea is for it because it's inter- like it's not uh tied in mechanically like you are not there's the soul limit to open the uh the shrine of winter or you have to you know defeat the four four big bosses but it doesn't have anything to do with the primal bonfire no it's not mechanically tied in so i'm not sure what that is do you do you have any ideas on it dave no that's what i was wondering yeah. <laughs>
2: yes. other than all right well it's you can't warp with it other than it takes you straight back to medjula yeah, yeah yeah i don't know that's Something I've been wondering for a while.
0: So there are two things it ties to. Uh, there are the great bonfires in um, Dark Souls One, um, and those are kind of at the end of where the you know where you fight the lords, right? And if you consider that uh, you know the lords kind of match up to the, the the four old ones that you fight, that is an indirect parallel between the two of them. And also the fact that these are linked also to the map in the mansion at Majula. So there there must have been something important about them that uh, Aldia and Vendrick wanted to keep track of.
1: Well, the, the, but the thing is, I thought about that too, but there are bonfires that are linked to the map in Majula that are not
0: oh. these as well,
1: yeah like, it's, it's all... not just that yeah there are lots of bonfires that are linked mm. to the Majula map
2: okay yeah, it's all progress based for the Majula map really yeah, yeah. like a percentage type of thing almost
1: yeah hmm. um yeah I, yeah, I don't know hmm. I don't know but let's uh let's let's can, let's stop rising and uh <laughs> and head on and explore the uh, the garbage pit in our home village <laughs>
2: um,
1: <laughs>
0: This week's episode of Bonfire Side Chat is brought to you by LatchkeyKingdom.com, which is a web comic uh, by Nick Daniel.
1: When at first, when you said that, I thought you were saying it was brought to you, us by the Kingdom, hmm. Latchkey Kingdom, but it's actually the comic, Latchkey Kingdom. Yeah, we have no affiliation with the actual Kingdom. <laughs> we're not citizens of such. <laughs> yes. Um, instead, we're citizens of the United States. Mm-hmm. We like freedom, and we like Nick Daniel's Latchkey Kingdom.
0: Yeah. It is a comic about Willa Dragonfly and her adventures, which are inspired by video games and have little flavors of that, but it is not a video game webcomic. It is yes, a fact is... about whimsy and wonder and adventure.
1: Yes, because when you hear a video game webcomic, if you're anything like me, you think it will not be very good. And instead, this is very like a very charming, um, the biggest touch point for me, I keep mentioning, is Bone, um, that wonderful uh, kind of all-ages comic, if you're familiar with that. And uh, we recommend starting at the beginning. Uh, because the first arc has all kinds of little rat, cute rat monsters, <laughs> and uh, this episode also features talk about cute rat monsters. Yeah, um, very few of the rats in Latchkey Kingdom have mohawks, <laughs> but don't hold that
0: against them. Few have any.
1: Yes, yes few if you have any, um in addition though he's responsible for our new uh,
0: cover art, yeah. for the podcast,' is that like we 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 received it like he sent us the draft of it, you know it's kind of like, hey, check this out, you know here's mm-hmm. this nice thing and like it it made my two weeks like yeah. it, it was a fortnightly blessing that he put upon <laughs> us. <laughs>
1: It's awesome, and I was re- you know, really happy that he's uh, letting us use it yeah. um, for that, and uh, and it, it just looks so good. And the original one was in black and white, and then there's a color version, which you'll you'll see is the one you guys see, and it just the colors just pop. It just looks really good. Yeah, um, yeah, it's gorgeous.
0: Yeah. So, so check thank out. You, Nick. Yeah, thank thank you, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And if you want to thank Nick for the the the, the new cover art, which might be a thing you want to do, uh, <laughs> check out LatchkeyKingdom.com. that is a great web
1: Indeed. This was the first time uh, trying to jump down to that ledge was the first time I realized the difference in fall damage
0: mm-hmm.
1: in uh, Dark Souls 2. I was like, oh, I bet you I can get to that and then immediately died. <laughs> like, oh, well shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Need some kind of item or something.
0: Can you uh quantify that just for people who aren't familiar?
1: Oh, the um so yeah, you know, we have this, you know, this huge pit in the uh in the, the middle of Majula and you can see this ledge and in Dark Souls 1, I'm sure you could make that drop. Yeah. From from the t- lip of the pit because uh, fall damage in Dark Souls 1 is percentage based. As opposed to a straight damage value, mm-hmm. like it is in Dark Souls 2. So in uh, in Dark Souls 2, you have to have either a ring that reduces your fall damage or another item, or you have to have enough HP to tank it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you cannot have that straight out the gate. No. And the ring that you need is very expensive. Yeah. Um, it's one of the most expensive items you can buy in the games at, at 13,000 souls. Yeah. So the, uh, Yeah.
0: Or, you know, you can just come to this later because you find yeah. uh, you find an NPC who will build ladders uh, and he will build one explicitly to kill you if you cheap out. So, yeah,
2: <laughs> I actually, yeah, I didn't end up going here until after I found that NPC. Yeah. But, yeah, because mm-hmm. I I tried dropping in one time like you and I was just like, all right, whatever, I'll drop in. And then I died. I was like, I'm not going to come back here for a while. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I could tell later. I didn't want to come back here because it, it had town stink all over it. Like, <laughs> yeah. anytime I see wooden platforms. Yeah. like that and it's like oh this is the blight town
0: but it's just so um, tempting as somebody who wants to explore as much as you can like you see those platforms like yes this yeah. is like 2-2 give it to me yeah yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: but there were I wanted to explore everything when I first started the game so I was like alright I'm going to note that and explore it later
1: <laughs> yeah when
2: <laughs> I have sure. more health and maybe I can survive a drop
1: yeah, for sure, for sure, I definitely uh, came back uh, a bit, a bit later and took it. Regardless of how you get down, you kind of have a series of drops, um, or you know, just a giant ladder <laughs> that, uh, that takes you down. Depending on how much money you want to spend and, and uh, where you're at in the game, um, you can kind of just pick up items on your way down. Um, eventually, we are trying to make our way down to this Grave of the Saints, but there yeah. is uh, some other stuff up to see on the way.
0: Yeah, uh, there's yeah. a good. Oh, no, you go you go ahead. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a little uh side way you can get to that's locked, but it actually has some of the best uh um sorceries and uh, uh miracles in the game, attack wise anyway. And also some pretty good catalysts and uh such.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it also has a good chime as well, yeah. I believe. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, the witch tree bellvine, I think is the one that it has. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh yeah, I was just gonna mention that. That's mm-hmm. all I was gonna throw out there. But I actually I really like all this dropping. I like any vertical level design. Mm-hmm. I think it's really fun like actually the catacombs and darsals one was one of my favorite areas yeah just because of that verticality and the way that you can find so many ways to skip areas and get through places so when i first looked down and started
1: dropping i was like oh yes yes i like this <laughs>
0: feeling it's weird this spoke is probably the most vertical um oh for sure yeah,
1: yeah there's no, no doubt about it you know it's like going straight down for so much of it
0: mm-hmm.
1: um yeah. Yeah. But yeah but eventually we make our way to the grave of the saints mm-hmm. um on our way here which is a really interesting area. It is uh, uh, another one of the kind of covenant zones, but there's a little bit more story to it, as opposed to being a purely covenant zone, um, yeah. you know, like the Blue Cathedral or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. and it, it, is, uh, it is home of the, uh, the Rat, uh, Rat King Covenant, or yeah. the Rat Rose, mm-hmm. which is one of the most interesting kind of like fresh takes on a covenant and yeah. um, they've added for Dark Souls 2. I really love this covenant. It's probably my my second favorite in the game mm-hmm. after the the abyss cuz I'm always going to be dark diving. <laughs>
2: yeah, Rap this is bros for life.
1: <laughs> Yo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, no, it's uh...
1: <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah, this is uh this this is Capros 2.0 and I I love 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 what they did with it.
1: It's like it's like a better version of Cap Rose. I like, I feel like, like the, the a, like bell said, tower. Was like Cap, yeah, Cap <laughs> Rose is more like the bell tower, where it's just like chaos. This is more. This feels unique mm-hmm. to me since it's more about like traps and stuff, which is nothing that you really do in in the first one. You know? Yeah,
2: I love the idea of traps. But before I talk about that, I want to mention I, this is something I only just noticed as I was capturing footage for my Rothamore video, which was like a week ago. <laughs> so really recently. There, if you look at the entrance to the grave of S- saints, where you're at Harville's resting place, yep, mm-hmm. there's a giant rat mouth, and that's yeah. what you walk into. Yeah, I only just noticed that.
0: And it's really rough hewn too; like it, it doesn't look like it was made by a craftsman.
1: Yeah, it was made by rats. Yeah, it was made by rats. away. Yeah. It was made by, rats. by ratsman. Good. Yep. Yeah, ratman <laughs> from from Portal Two, the um uh or Portal One is when ratman comes <laughs> from the um. The yeah yeah the, the the giant that's really imposing and then uh, once you get in and you start uh, you know it is, has anyone not gotten uh, you know rap road almost as soon as you come in for the first time like well, that my th- first time playing that, <laughs> yeah
2: because I had to play offline because that yeah. was before everything oh, was connected yeah. I had no idea I just got went through the covenant <laughs> I couldn't play online so I mean not went through the covenant went through the area mm-hmm. um, yeah I just had no clue.
0: Wow! So you you went through this whole area and then you got to a non functional covenant at the end.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but that was every covenant in the game because I just couldn't yeah. go online. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't. When I got invaded, eventually I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, I didn't know about this.
0: It's so disorienting too, because it's not you getting invaded; it's just kind of like being summoned into somebody else's world. It's like, what did I do? You yeah. also
2: have a an interesting NPC, Black, Red Phantom here, which is Roy mm-hmm. the Explorer.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I've and, never and he, encountered him.
2: Well, the thing is you can't encounter him unless you're playing offline. Mm -hmm. He only comes if you're playing offline, which is when you can't get invaded by – or be summoned as a Grey Phantom. Mm -hmm. And I find that to be an interesting dynamic with this character because he's wearing that armor set um, from Jugo, the one that's Mm -hmm. either invisible or visible. And he has the invisible one on, Mm -hmm. which says that you can only see – you can – only see the armor if you aren't a coward and if you are a coward then you can't see the armor oh. so i feel like this is almost a from software implying that by playing offline you're a coward what it is. <laughs> yeah. so i like that i think it's a fun yeah. little connection there
1: huh. with him
0: yeah i was wondering how they quantified cowardice but that's actually very neat yeah that's that's a coward yeah if so <laughs> that was
2: my take on it mm-hmm. yeah
0: for, for sure, he's also
1: he's super useful if you are going trying to uh, farm all stones mm-hmm. for the uh, the covenant of champions. Um, he respawns. He's the only red phantom in the game that respawns, um, so you can just kind of keep uh, bonfire, assedeking, and uh, resting, mm-hmm. and uh, fight him fifty times and get all the all stones you need to get your super ring. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you are so inclined to I do that.
2: My- parable saint resting spots at like plus 20 right now
1: yeah <laughs> yeah well because the, the, i love that uh, when you suck somebody in it, it you know it's irregardless of your bonfire intensity so you might as well crank that thing up to make your rat minions you know yeah yeah mean it. Yeah. yeah there's so <laughs> many
2: different things that you can do and i i think this covenant like you i was like wow this is a it's such a great take on a covenant the idea of being able to set traps and mm-hmm. That I I think that this area is the best one for rat rowing because the other one it's a little too overpowered. Yeah, but I agree. this one's not because it's just rats. So I, I really like this one in this area.
1: The the layout's really nice too. Yeah, um, like it's really simple. Um, I, I enjoy that. And the, uh, the actual traps that you get are really fun too, because this was, I mean, it wasn't the first time, but it's another instance of running into up until this point, uh, uses for Pharos' lockstones, um, we're just like, oh, I, I'm going to get a treasure. I might as well use this. But here I think is, you know, one of the first areas you can run into where there are tons of them and it's like, oh, you know, this is just going to spray some, some water on the ground. Great. <laughs> you know, these yeah. things are not, uh, not always to my advantage to use. Um, but they are to your advantage. They're just tricky mm-hmm. and you have to, to figure out how to use them.
2: Yeah, and that's something that I, I didn't realize until later on too is that even that first area, that big circular area, there's water all over the ground. Yeah. yeah. So if you're a faith build, that's a great place to just be like, all right, I'm gonna stand back, <laughs> yeah. throw some great lightning spears, I'll be good. Yeah. By
1: the power of the elements. <laughs> the um yeah. uh this is where that uh that Heineken thing is in the texture as well, which I uh, which I didn't notice um until it was pointed out in a body video. Hmm. But yeah, which is yeah. A, weird, a weird little uh huh. <laughs> and then also um he pointed out and I, I haven't tried this yet, but it's really interesting, is that uh if you do get summoned, you don't have to kill your uh your summoner, you mm-hmm. just have to make it to the boss fog. Right. And if you make it to the boss fog, that counts as a victory as well. Yeah. Which makes it kind of an interesting, you know, if you had kind of agreed upon rules like, hey, we're not gonna duel, I'm just gonna try to get to this place and you're gonna try to stop me. Mm-hmm. That's another kind of gameplay yeah. that you have. Uh, really
2: I got summoned in one of my let's plays to do that type of gameplay and I didn't know because mm-hmm. I, I've never had anyone reach the bog, spot, the fog before, or I've never reached it, and they were very clearly trying to use the traps to kill me and see if I would make it or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't realize that, so I kept on going for them, and then didn't make it to yeah. the end. And other people had to tell me, like, "Oh, actually, you can get through the fog." Because I just saw the fog and thought it was a block off. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Okay, well, I can't go through there. It's a, it's a gate. That's, it's done." Yeah. Like a lot of times when you see a phantom in any souls, that's kind of what we've been trained to know when mm-hmm. NPC or when. You know, when um, PvP happens, Fog Gates, you can't go through.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Like, it's just a really... I'm glad that, like, you know, the, the difference between Dark Souls 1 and Dark Souls 2, there are pluses and minuses. But one of the things I think are, is really, really interesting and a, a qualified win is uh, them playing with the idea of covenants and, and really yeah. kind of pushing that idea, doing interesting things with that.
0: Tell me if I'm crazy. I, I have more fun in rap rowing uh, being the person who is summoned into a world than being the person who summons somebody in. Just because, I, like, I'm never sure how far that person is upgraded. You know, the 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 yeah, it's the, 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 every time. the doors of pharaohs. Yeah, it's different every time. And so, you know, rather than kind of knowing exactly the layout, it's nice to have that to have that goal and to have that drive. Like, and that that asymmetry, like asymmetrical multiplayer, is always going to be the most the like the most entertaining for me.
2: Well, I think it's a cool uh, it's a cool challenge yeah. when you get someone as a great phantom. It's like, can I beat this guy's? area that he set up yeah. can i beat him and I, I like that and also as a great phantom you're not really punished either you don't you when you lose you just go back you don't lose your souls you don't die so yeah. it's not like this horrible oh no i lost everything it doesn't <laughs> it's, it's not that big of a deal and some people i know hate the great phantoms be, or great phantoms the rap rose because they think it's just a covenant of dicks but i love being a dick <laughs> yeah but like, i mean it's fun but well, I, I think it's fun to be, A, to be a dick, but B, I don't even mind being Grey Phantom because I don't lose anything. And then when exactly. I win, it's yeah. a challenge. It's a challenge to beat their land.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's the way to do uh, kind of trolling is make the penalty for it. So, so you know, make it null. Yeah. You know? Right. You know, And just make um, it
0: so that this person being a dick only brings a little bit of, like, chaos and whimsy into your world as opposed to being disrespectful of your time.
2: Yeah. 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 I think uh, um, one of my favorite things to do in the Grave of Saints specifically is... I like to lower the bridge in the bottom, but not the one at the top. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people will think they see that lower bridge and they're like, all right, I can just run through and get to the top. And then they run through and realize it's blocked off. And I've just basically set up a blocked off area to fight them. (laughs) Full of rats. Full of rats. And (laughs) just with me after. I let them run into it. And then I'll just wait until they realize it's a trap.
0: (laughs) And then you just catch them on the way out.
2: Yeah. 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 So yeah, I, I like doing that. The fact that you can play with those elements in the rap rock, and I think is yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah,
0: and definitely like the the the. the the incentives for the rap row covenant set up the way you're supposed to play. Like because the, the the ultimate reward is the slumbering dragon crest ring, like you can really just kind of like, Where am I? Come find yeah, yeah. me. Kind of
1: thing. And and the fact that you get uh, Pharaoh's Lockstones yeah. for, for your victories so you can mm-hmm. make your, your fun house more fun. <laughs> yeah. As so, as you uh, succeed. Yeah, you're upgrading it. Yeah. Yeah. By I think it's my favorite PvP covenant uh, by far in this game. Like it is mm-hmm. probably the most fun I've had fighting people mm-hmm. in the game.
2: Yeah, I think the only thing I really dislike about the what you get for the covenants and the rewards is the fact that this is the one that I ended up playing the most and it has the slowest <laughs> tiers for the most part, other than the yeah. Dragon Covenant. It's very low tiers for what you have to how many kills you have to get to get all the rewards. Yeah. And I was like, Oh wow, I already finished the Rap bro Covenant. But I want to yeah. play more. <laughs> I, yeah, I like this one. I like the Bell Keepers a lot because that one's so quick to get summoned into it. I think yeah. my, the problem with, for me with the rose is sometimes you're waiting for like 10 to 15 minutes for someone to get summoned into your world. Mm. But yeah, uh, yeah like the Bell a lot of people dislike it, but I just like the fact that it's constant. You're constantly playing PvP. But yeah. I, I think that this is the, definitely the biggest change for the Souls game, for the PvP. It's the fact that they added traps. That's just a great new element, mm. great new design. Yeah. And it's interesting,
1: too, because it plays into the the uh, PVE kind of aspect of this level or this area, you know? Yeah. Uh, when you look at why those traps are here, it's not just so you can have fun. It's actually to protect, um, you know, this actual, this covenant, this rat king from human invaders. Yeah. And there's actually some kind of surprising kind of story to that mm-hmm. and a weird little bit of pathos to the rat king, which you wouldn't expect, <laughs> given that he is a rat king. <laughs> yeah. So.
2: Yeah, there actually is a good bit of lore there, and I think we can we can talk about the Rat King, right? Because that's still Grave of Saints specifically, for sure. So yeah, the the Rat King has a lot of uh, good lore because yeah, he made a pact with some king in the past. We really don't know who that king is that he made a pact with, but that basically the rats would on the underground area, and the the people and the humans would stay above ground in the light. And then at some point, humankind broke that pact, and that's why now he hates all humans. Mm-hmm. We yeah. had a lot of that too. Like the Germs hate humans and humans were dicks to germs, and apparently humans have been dicks to rats, so And giants. Obviously. Oh yeah, and giants too. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so humans that's aren't human. very good people.
1: Yeah. <laughs> They're humans all or creatures, I guess. <laughs> um The uh, uh and the idea that, um all of these traps too, um, that are set up uh by Pharos, mm-hmm. you know, and ultimately like where Pharos may have ended up. I know that's something that you uh posited in one of your videos. Uh, Yeah,
2: yeah. And I won't go too far into it. But yeah, Yeah. it's interesting to me that, I mean, it's hard with the Ferris Lockstone because when you read the description, it's like, well, anyone could have made Ferris stuff. So you're like, okay. Mm -hmm. But really, there's so many of these Ferris traps in all the row areas that kind of makes it seem like, all right, this is probably a Ferris connection when that is literally the entire area is strewn Mm -hmm. with these contraptions.
0: Yeah. You know, so the, the the theory being that Pharos was an expatriate from the from the world of sunlight uh who came down here to aid the to aid the rats and protecting their kingdom right
1: yeah. yeah, at least initially before his his ultimate possible fate, which we'll talk about mm-hmm. uh soon
0: <laughs>
1: the yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, without trying not to get too spoily mm. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, the, the Rat King is really, like, I like his, his dialogue a lot. I like his character. When I first ran into him, and we'll, we'll talk about the boss fight. We're not skipping that. Um, when I first ran into him, somebody um, did a soapstone message that said, "miscreant, therefore revenge. Um, <laughs> and, then, and I was like, oh, yeah, I do want revenge on this motherfucker. And I attacked him. But then when he, you know, because I just thought he was, uh, you know, a rat or he's going to do something. But then when he attacked or talked, mm-hmm. um, you know, you get, you get your chance to, uh, to actually dialogue with him.
2: Yeah. And you're like, oh, whoops. It.
1: Yeah. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> sorry, my lord. Yeah, actually,
2: something you guys were talking about last week with the undead purgatory a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I like that. I accidentally killed that covenant keeper because I said I I didn't get the right uh, what you needed. And I was just like in the, I think in the the beta, I thought that that was how you made it so you could talk to him
0: because mm-hmm.
2: he came back right away with the gravestone. I was like, oh, cool, all right, that maybe that's how you like because he said he loves blood. He started laughing yeah. in the beta when you started attacking him. I was like, All right, cool. He's into this.
0: Here's some blood.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Hurt me more. <laughs> spilling your blood. He's a masochist.
0: That's number three. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Metal Soul is solid. <laughs> the, um, you know that's on Deviant Art, right?
1: That's probably a thing. Gross. Gross. Uh before you so you you know, you make your way to the end before you um actually make it to the the rat King, though you fight um the royal rat vanguard
0: or vanguard the royal rat
1: yeah vanguard authority the royal rat <laughs> um, which is have you seen that dave the uh, the oh. video that's like the fake 90s uh pro tips video for dark souls bosses
2: no i haven't I I'll I'll,
1: I'll send you send it to you an email. It's great. Yeah, I want to uh, watch that. Yeah, it's really funny. It's and pitch they, perfect. Yeah, um, and they, they just mingle all the names. Um, <laughs> Vanguard, the Royal Rat.
0: <laughs> they, um, they, they call Iron Keep uh, the the Magma Mansion.
1: Yeah,
2: it says we're right. <laughs> it says we're right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, uh, definitely send me that. I want to watch that.
1: Yeah, I will send it to you after we record.
2: All right.
1: Um, no, yeah. right now. <laughs> Dude. My, my keyboard is really loud. I don't. Uh, I turn out to type while while we record. Actually, my uh,
2: screen just went black, so I, I can't see anything. I don't know why. I think get it off. It's like I'm putting in sleep mode for some reason. Oh. But my recording's still working, and you can hear me, so I'm like, ah, whatever. I'll just go with it.
1: Yeah. I need we'll, to look we'll, at my computer. We will we'll, we'll guide you, bro. Yes, um, Rev Vanguard. Um, what were you guys' experience when you first uh, your first fight with this guy?
0: Ah man, I love this fight. Mm-hmm. It is. It, it, I mean, I don't know. U- unique is a strong word, but uh, you know, for for me, this really underlined because it got to this kind of early on. Um, you know, the, it underlined how different the boss fights in Dark Souls Two were going to be. Um, so the idea that I am obviously trapped into a boss arena and I'm just kind of waiting, the way that it builds up anticipation, like, well, I might as well kill rats. Um, yeah, and then ultimately, when it came here, like, it just it struck me as kind of so fresh and new. Um, mm-hmm. That, and you kill a rockin' rad bad dude rat with a mohawk. <laughs> <you know?
1: laughs> it's a rad dude. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. How about you, Diff?
2: Um, I'm kind of mixed on it. I thought it was a little too easy, I suppose. It was a really easy fight, but I do like that how different it was. That I was excited about. I was like, wow, this is a totally different style of a boss fight. And mixed in with everything else, I guess I really don't mind the ease. So, yeah, I guess like overall I liked it. I did like that it was different and. I, I got in there, and I think I figured right away that it was something where if you kill enough rats, you would show up. So I just started mm-hmm. doing that. But yeah, it was just it was great because it was something so different than every other fight in the game.
1: It's it's got a really uh, like the the arena is a really striking set piece. Mm-hmm. Like the, these kind of almost um, like these stylized rat statues mm-hmm. with the jugs are uh way more sexist they got a real rat statue with a nice set of jugs with the with
0: the rocking cans
1: yeah the rocking cat Ooh, baby this is another episode of rat racks (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) Uh Um, the uh gross but um it just looks really creepy you know, like, these rat statues are very spooky, and uh, there's just holes in the wall everywhere, and, like, the first time, I think it's easier, um, depending on your build, because I my first uh, playthrough of the game, I was kind of a weak melee character, and I was using um, the uh, the Black Knight Halberd, um, which clangs on these, these statues, oh, yeah. like, you know, you can't really get a wide sweep, so I had a really hard time with this boss fight and anytime you have any kind of area effect it's super easy if you have a range attack it's super easy but this first thing where all i could use was the, this halber that <laughs> i could barely swing in this area like it was great like it was really tense and i ended up having to run from both sides to heal like constantly <laughs> you know um in order to make uh you know vanguard the royal rat appear <laughs> and uh and when he does he has that mohawk which cracked me up again dark souls 2 is funny <laughs> uh It was like a stripe from uh, Kremlins.
2: (laughs) I had had a katana, so it was like up, down, slash, attack. Oh, yeah. You do realize with rat racks being out there now, someone's
0: going to rule authority for it, right? Yeah. (laughs) You put
1: it out there, it's going to happen. Rat racks. I'm just glad that we're able to help.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, making a difference for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> <For> <laughs> future
2: <laughs> generations to come, you're welcome.
0: It all started here.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, but at least, like with the Mohawk, it's nice that they made it so it was, a, it was a difference where you're like, oh, that's the one you can immediately um realize who the boss one is. Yeah. The boss 90s. It, it, it yeah. yeah, bo- 90s boss idea. Sense, yeah. It's, yeah. Like 80s, boss. 90s. Like, he's got the Mohawk. He's the
1: badass. He's <laughs> a trapper keeper <laughs> rat. Yeah. Yeah. A pog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, I would, I would play the fuck out of a Royal Rat Vanguard pog. That
2: would be <laughs> like a slammer. That'd, that'd be, that'd be slammer. <laughs> that would be my slammer. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs>
0: okay. Let's fast track that into, uh, into some kind of merch. Dark Souls 2 pogs.
1: Yeah, we could yeah. do a Royal Rat uh, Vanguard T-shirt of the month. One-off T-shirt for Patreon.
0: There you go, folks.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, it covers up your rat rack.
0: <laughs> um, it accentuates. The,
1: yeah, accentuates and, and highlights the rat rack boom um even like i i don't have any interest in pogs but i like dark souls 2 enough or dark souls enough to where if there were dark souls pogs i'd probably buy them <laughs> and just have them as little chips
2: i wonder if they you still know? exist i used to have like pog collecting tubes where you could pull your pogs in yeah. A tube.
1: yeah i'm sure they still exist there's got to still be like countries that are still like, having moved past pog technology <laughs> into xboxes yeah. Um, <laughs> like, we don't have the technology. Uh, get a 3 ds we people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we've,
0: we, we've got the we've got the Super Bowl loser shirts, and we got pogs with Dark yeah. Souls. And uh, yeah, rats. so it's
2: like just some backwards country that's so backwards they sell trapper keepers and pogs.
1: Yeah, it's got to be out there. Uh, so if, if you're from like you're micro years news years or in the past you, don't uh, please don't send us hate mail. Please, yeah. we, we mean a, a non-specific. Yeah. You just we just made
0: we, that specific. I don't think we. No, I, guess I, I out there.
1: guess I. Yeah, we didn't say anything. I just, we, we, sorry, we're, we're talking
0: about the country you hate.
1: Yeah, whichever one you <laughs> don't like, whatever Eurasia you happen to be at war with.
0: That's who yeah. we're <laughs> at war with as
1: well. Yeah. um Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it's a cool boss fight. It's not too hard. um mm-hmm. Unlike the other fucking rat boss fight, which <laughs> is a nightmare. um This one, you know, it took me a thousand tries, but this one was, you know, just took me took me a try, but it was very tense. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. um Yeah. It's yes. claustrophobic as fuck, just those rats streaming in through the holes in the wall. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. the end of uh, Ben or Willard.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I love um, getting, uh, uh, as they're leaving, you can get in your last little swipes <laughs> yeah. and try to kill as many motherfuckers ah. as you can on the way out.
2: Mm-hmm. I never tried that. I was like, all right, I did it. It was honorable. Yeah. But I'm a rat pro. <laughs> I can't be honorable.
1: <laughs> it's true. Exactly. And and you need their fresh, their need their tails. Yeah, um,
0: humans bring. That only is funny forth.
2: to me. That's kind of ironic that to join the rat covenant, even though they hate people who don't like rats, you give them a rat tail.
0: Mm-hmm. It, it's like yeah, get, I think
1: it's you conquered one of their burrows. Like it's this like mark of of progress, you know. Well, yeah, it's a mark, mark of strength. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: and I think yeah. the, the 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 royal rat vanguard soul says he is there to test the worthiness. Of people yeah. who are going after the king, so.
2: Man, yeah. what a bad job to get!
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, poor guy. It's like Ornstein the Smose job, like it's just <laughs> yeah. test yeah. the yeah, this worthiness is of to. someone for the Lord Vessel.
1: Yeah, and here's just a big pile of rats.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah,
1: I would, I, I would also buy the fuck out of a plush uh, royal rat vanguard toy with an optional made, like, th-
0: a skull throne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or a mandatory Skull Throne.
1: Yeah, yeah, not no option.
2: Uh, you know, what, I never collect things, but I actually, with Dark Souls, I'm like, I want it. Yeah. I want every Dark Souls yeah. thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, me too, man. Make action figures. <laughs> um, yeah, so then, you know, you talk to the Rat King, as we mentioned. Um, you know, who had this, uh, you know, had some kind of alliance with Pharaohs, we think. But in any way, had a, uh, a treaty with the humans, which they broke because humans are assholes in this game. And, uh, and you can make your way down to the pit past this uh, huge crucified giant skeleton. Mm-hmm. Do, you, uh, what, do you have any ideas on that, Dave?
2: I kind of agree with Vadi's idea that it's likely it's Harvel. Mm. As you get to the Harville's resting place bonfire just before that, and then immediately you see those dangling legs as you walk in. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. Or it could be, maybe that was the king I mean, who betrayed them. I don't know, but I think Harville is a very likely answer for that.
1: And Harville is so close to Havel. And we're so close to Havel's gear. Like, it almost yeah. seems like one of those corruptions of, of language thing.
2: Mm-hmm. It does seem That's, possible with that, too, yeah. with Harvel. Because, yeah. yeah, it is right by where you find Havel's gear. But, yeah, I mean, it, it would definitely be – it would seem to be indicated that it's some human who betrayed the rats. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's also giant, though. It's bigger than a normal human.
1: Yeah, and there, and there are yeah. more than just those. There are also um, other giant uh, skeletons that we find.
2: Yeah, yeah it, like, so. throughout, there's, like, little tombstone areas where you see human bones throughout and stuck in. Like, at, at the top, near the Royal Rat Vanguard, there's a little opening that you can go into, and there's more human skeletons in there.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it gives, it gives a kind of question as to why it's called the, the Grave of the Saints, you know, who these, uh, who these saints are. And um, it's kind of interesting. There's a little bit um, in the Nextel area. We're not going to talk about just yet. But there's a new game, new game plus Easter egg that is uh, in the next area. Yeah. Where yeah. where somebody shows up from the past that just kind of, you know, possibly lends some kind of light to it as uh, who this, these you know these saints could be mm-hmm. that are here. There's it's just great kind of New interesting game
2: Plus stuff like in this game. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm it's really excited that. that.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's gonna be fun to do that episode because there's so much of it that is, it's hard to separate what is significant versus what is like a nostalgia Easter egg. Yeah. So, mm-hmm.
2: there's there's uh, one in particular I can say. You guys might be able to guess if you play New Game Plus, but there's just one. Instance in New Game Plus that I love, where they change things. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's maybe that's way too broad. Make you guess
1: it. <laughs> I mean,
2: um, okay, so there's there's something that was in uh, the door region, that area, where I just love what they did with New Game Plus. Yes, and that's all yeah. I'll that, say.
1: That is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, that is probably my favorite change. I wanted more stuff like that. Me too. Um,
2: even though they, I like that they have Plus. things like that, and it Me makes too. it made New Game Plus exciting. All those yeah. new changes and. Yeah, people were watching me stream one time, and I didn't even realize that there were extra Black Phantoms in this one area. And I mm-hmm. went to go look down and respond to comments. And all of a sudden, I looked up, and my character was dying, <laughs> being backstabbed by a Black Phantom who was new. I was like, what? What?
1: Yeah. It's great. I didn't know. Like, yeah. they, they do it. That's another one of those things when you talk about the difference between the two games. That's another thing I think is a categorical improvement. Like New Game Plus in Dark Souls 2 is much better than New Game Plus in Dark Souls 1. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so we, that's more or less uh, Grave of the Saints and uh, and though that covenant and uh and sinners rise yeah um next time we're going to be heading further down to the pit which looks a little bit like a uh, sewer a familiar <laughs> sewer yeah um going into the gutter which when i first saw that name i, I laughed and texted everyone i know <laughs> I, like that is what they're going to call light like, down. there's no hiding it anymore yep.
0: <laughs> just uh you know gutter um, stop cracked it in bum town
1: yep yeah, exactly. Eventually, it's just going to be called like you know, just a, a picture of a turd. They won't even be a name for it. Like in the next game, it's just going to be like a little emoticon, like an emoji of a smiling.
0: <laughs> the emoji of the
1: of the poop pile. Yeah, the yeah, poop you'll emoji. Literally,
2: be trudging through poop. Yeah. yeah. Be like the great giant poo from Conqueror's Bad yeah.
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'll be the, the leechmonger at the bottom of that. that too. Um,
0: the dirty colossus. The dirty, yeah. dirty colossus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um yeah, and we will we'll be joined by uh, Vivian who traditionally um, you know has been I guess she she actually wasn't on the Blight Town episode for the first season I thought she was but she was yeah. in uh second season mm-hmm. joined us for uh 551 five, Yeah. I and expected uh, her
0: to be in for Amana. She tends to pick the frustrating areas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no but uh, I think I kind of conscripted her for this. Okay. Just because uh, she she mentioned it when we talked about it. she said whatever is the gross Blight Town thing. I think she says in the episode. Mm. Like really? whatever the Blight Town is for Dark Souls 2, I want to be there <laughs> I'm like, "Yep, you got it." So. Ah. Nice. yeah so um yeah thank you dave yeah
2: yeah thank you so much for having me
1: where uh, where can people find you on the internet
2: people can find me on the internet at (laughs) the dave klein on twitter that's k-l-e-i-n or um if you like darsal stuff i don't know if you guys do if you're listening to this but if you (laughs) do uh check me out on youtube at dave control live there is no live content but (laughs) that is the name of the channel
1: it's it's a reference to the band the um, yeah. it's Dave, it's Dave, it's videos of Dave and then it's just lightning crashes <laughs> um, as performed by Dave. The um, yeah, I highly recommend it. Um, yeah. You know, I think in the world of like Dark Souls lore stuff, like like I said, we have a lot of options right now. Um, so sometimes it is hard to find, you know, where you're going to get new stuff. And I, I like your videos a lot. I think that is a uh, mandatory, yeah. mandatory you. supplementary content. So yeah. good work.
0: Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. Do we want to talk um, about the announcements?
1: Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, let's talk <laughs> about the announcements a little bit. Sorry, I might have jumped the gun a little bit. <laughs> That's fine. Don't worry. On that.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, the, 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 that I'm exits the,
1: the...
2: I'm kind the, of stressed out. What's that? <laughs> I'm kind of stressed out about it. Uh, I'm wringing Throwing my hands here, again. but I'm
0: just rolling with the flow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, a bunch of stuff has happened in the world of Souls news yeah. since last time we recorded. Mm-hmm.
0: Like a like a nice little one-two punch. So, um from is going back on their word. They're signed a sacred contract with the fan base <laughs> when they said there would be no DLC and they're putting out DLC and they're ruining the game forever.
1: You what a bunch what? of monsters.
2: The pendant, by the way, actually has a secret to it that we still haven't uncovered. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Those monsters. Um, yeah, I don't <laughs> understand how anybody is mad about this. Like, <laughs> so, so ridiculous. It's a, to a cash
0: grab. Honda's so, DLC. Don't, don't,
1: don't buy it. Yeah. Like like if you don't want to, like if you don't want to play it, don't buy it. If you do want to play it, buy it.
0: Yeah, or, that's, that's my wait, thing. It's like
2: if you yeah. don't, if you are so against it, then speak with your wallet. Don't buy yeah. it, and they won't make more DLC. That's mm-hmm. that's all you got to do. Yeah. I mean, I, honestly, to me, Dark Souls 2 felt like a complete experience. So mm-hmm. I don't feel like like I missed out on anything necessarily. You know, it was a long yeah. game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just I'm I'm always going to want want more of it like it's not you know and it's not i don't want to sound like oh like i'm getting taken advantage of with that like it's just anything they put their name on but like i do want to see what you know what twist this give to the lore and i want to see what new ideas they can do and, you know like that, that's worth it to me like every one of these games i have played through so many times that i'm getting my money's worth many many times over yeah. not and that's not even counting doing the show and getting involved in the community
0: yeah.
1: you know like i am i i've got my money's worth so many times yeah these things
0: that and they don't have a track record of fucking with us
1: yeah totally
0: <laughs> like, well other than the
2: torches and the graphics but oh uh, yeah. well yeah
1: <laughs> yeah yeah which i is, mean I, is disappointing but not in the grand scheme of things how big of a deal is it you know like it is it is disappointing is it is it a betrayal like is it game of thronesian you know is <laughs> like they, their kingdom <laughs> has not invaded ours it is just a it is a disappointing tech thing like they couldn't get the game to run well with that
2: no, no. I mean, I, it wasn't a huge yeah. betrayal to me, but yeah. I mean, like the only thing I dislike about it is I don't like episodic content and yeah. episodic mm-hmm. DLC. I'm very much against it in general. So to me, I don't like that aspect. If it's all one big DLC pack for like twenty bucks, I'd be fine. Yeah. But like, I, that's just more of my personal gripe with it. But yeah, I'm I'm excited for new content and. I think uh, if, if you're skeptical about it and all that, then just don't buy it and wait to see what people say. But Artorias of the Abyss DLC was such a good DLC pack
1: mm-hmm. that yeah. I'd
2: like to hope that this one's going to be just as good. Yeah.
1: And the, the episodic nature is ameliorated a little bit by the real steady release schedule. It's yeah. not like it's going to come out and then we don't know when the next one's going to come out.
0: The fact that they've committed to the dates is is pretty huge. So to bring a little bit of like factual basis to this, to let people know what we're talking about, in case they absolutely haven't heard about it, which that's a weird assumption, but hey, for you know archival purposes, uh, From announced a three set of uh, of DLC: the Crown of the Sunken King, the, the the Crown of the Old Iron King, and the Crown of the Ivory King, coming out July twenty second, August twenty sixth, and September twenty fourth, roughly every thirty days uh, mm-hmm. over the course of the summer. Uh, kind of uh, extending these things, and kind of the broad arc that all this is going to follow is that the uh, the, the undead, your character, is going after the crowns of uh, uh, of these old kingdoms that Bendrick once had uh, possession of,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. and is hopefully going to shed a lot of light on yeah. uh, what, the, what those were. Mm-hmm. And we're probably going to talk about those as we go. Like, it is likely that once those are all wrapped up, we'll end up doing an episode on them. Mm-hmm. Um, the same way we did Artorias of the Abyss, but if they reflect on the areas we've already talked about, or years we're going to talk about, we're going to mention that stuff.
0: Yeah. There's going to be a great deal of revisionism I expect, yeah. um, in terms of some of the assumptions we've made up to that point. So these are going to wrap up right around the time that we get to Drangleic,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: castle proper. And so, uh, you know, like at, this will inform, you know, kind of the way the, you know, the end game section of the show is structured.
2: I'm very curious to see if I'm going to have to redo some of my lore videos based on this stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, it, oh,
2: okay.
1: Totally, totally possible. Um, and the uh, uh, where we will put the episode that we do on the DLC, we're not sure, and that's yeah. going to depend on where it kind of fits,
0: yeah.
1: uh, gameplay wise and story wise. You know, like when you're meant to do it. I'm, we ended up doing the, um, you know, the uh, Artorias one second to last, right. You know, right before the end game.
0: So I'm very curious how they're going to have us get to it. I know that, you I get know to,
1: that uh, answer,
2: but I don't know if yeah. you want to know or
1: not. <laughs> yeah, Bob, Bob texted me where where you get to it as well. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but we'll we'll leave that off the off the air yeah. since that, some people are probably gonna want to hunt around for it. True. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: I'll probably actually. Um, I'm I'm about to do. I, I was at E3 and I actually got to have a chance to play Dark Souls 2 DLC at E3, and that's how I know where it is is because they let me just backtrack however much I wanted, mm-hmm. and. I'll probably I'm going to do an impressions video on. I got to play for 30 minutes this mm-hmm. new this sunken uh, sunken king DLC. And I'm going to uh I'm actually going to be working on after this my impressions video and I have some new B-roll to show people and I'll talk about at the end of the video where to find it and make sure mm-hmm. people know to click off if they don't want to watch that. But yeah, so that I'll talk about that.
0: Just because I'm an impatient child and I'm editing this episode and I'm willing to take this hit. <laughs> can you can you say it and I'll beep it out?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so you find it in the...
0: Okay, cool. Thank you for sharing that.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now you can unbelieve it and go back to normal. Yeah. <laughs> back to normal. Um, uh, yeah. But yeah. I think some impressions I can say that people might want to hear, because um, I'm sure people are curious mm-hmm. if this is worth getting or not, is this DLC feels a lot more puzzle-oriented in a way there's definitely things that you have to do that are puzzle related. It's very gamey in a sense of using these puzzle aspects to reach certain unreachable areas and get to new places. And there's actually some cool environmental stuff where you're only going to be able to get to specific areas. If you really actually search the environment and look for things in the distance. Like there's one that I had a guy overseeing me from Bandai Namco as I was playing the game And he noticed something way in the distance off in a little cave Mm -hmm. that you you could never walk to. You just have to, like, shoot an arrow at to unlock something. And I was just like, well, I -hmm. I didn't notice that. Thanks for showing that to me. He Mm -hmm. only noticed at the time, like, right at the spot. (laughs) So it's cool. I like that they have that environmental searching in it. Yeah. But, yeah, it's very puzzle-oriented.
0: I'm down with that. that, Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I honestly don't know too much about what to expect. I just know that I'm, you know... I'm into it. Like I'm into into checking it out at least, coming to it with a full heart and open mind. Um, speaking of full heart and open mind, uh, also Bloodborne. <laughs> yes.
0: Holy shit! Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: So yeah, like, uh, yeah, this this is the Sony the, the, the Sony E3 press conference. Uh, putting that out there, how heartening is it that that got probably the biggest cheer when they when sure. they announced yeah. Miyazaki and From? Like just the fact that that was there is like yeah okay things like this is a good spot. Like that, like Mm there is a little bit of justice in this world. Um, And then showing that uh, that CG trailer. Um, Yeah. And all just kind of all the supplementary uh, information around this, you know, saying it's going to be a little bit more fast paced combat, a little bit more focused on like hit and run kind of stuff. Um, But uh, they're they're, kind of saying all the right stuff around it to, 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 to my mind.
2: I kind of talked about how, to me, when I was watching the gameplay at E3, and I got to watch the 10-minute demo of it, Mm -hmm. it didn't look too dissimilar from Dark Souls. Mm -hmm. But after I made my video where I was talking about Bloodborne, I was thinking about it. And I think that's because I played Dark Souls as a dual-wielding, no-shield, rolling-through character. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the style of play that they were playing as, was the style of play I play as in Dark Souls. Mm -hmm. So it looks like it's probably possibly built around that style of play. But, yeah, at the Sony press conference, when it said directed by Hidetaka Miyazaki at the very beginning, that was what got me excited. I was like, yes, he actually (laughs) is the game director. Because with the announcement of him being the president of FromSoft, it Mm -hmm. was kind of like, oh, well, did he work on Bloodborne or did he not? And that kind of raised the question for Mm me. So I was excited when that, just that bit of text appeared.
1: Yeah, it's worth noting that in uh, the gameplay videos, there's no shields. When you talk about that uh, that dual wield style, Mm -hmm. Um, is that no one is using a shield? In any uh, any of the gameplay footage they've shown? Well there
2: were there were enemies, and this is something I missed and it's actually in my video, so I had to put an annotation. But an enemy has a shield, but as far as anything they've shown with the character you play. Yeah, as, that,
1: that's even, what I meant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: and even other hunters, there's other hunters that they showed, like another hunter that you run into that you can co op with, and even yeah. that guy in one hand is a gun and one hand is a um like the blade type of scythe thing. Yeah. So yeah, in any gameplay I've seen for your hero, they don't have a shield.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: Or hunter Which, you know,
1: hero, pretty whatever. pretty interesting. Um, yeah, I, I, have a, I have a you know stoking a game boner <laughs> on, on, for this game, which is a thing I don't really do. Um, you know, I typically I'm, I'm a patient uh, gamer, and I don't I get excited about stuff, but I am also take everything with a grain of salt, and I'm don't have tons of money, so I tend not to be able to buy things that aren't don't have souls or Fallout in the name right when they come <laughs> out. And uh, and but this is something that I am crazy excited for. It just looks so good. <laughs> like the environment yeah, like, just looks really really neat. You know that you is a, the. A,
2: what got me to buy Dark Souls 1 in the first place. I hadn't played Demon Souls because I didn't have a PS3 at the time. And now I have. But, I mean, I hadn't at the time. And I was, it was around the time I was working at G4. And the Bartholomew trailer came out. And I just <laughs> saw the Bartholomew trailer. and I was like, this game looks like my type of game. It looks like a game I would love. And when the game came out and G4 was playing it, I asked the guy who was doing it, like, hey, so I really want this game. Should I get it? And he goes, no, it's awful. It's unfair. Oh. It's cheap. You it should never play this. <laughs> And I I didn't listen to him and I bought it anyways, and I obviously fell in love with it. And Mm -hmm. this trailer, not this trailer, but the gameplay, the leaked gameplay trailer of Bloodborne, (laughs) that one that got leaked, that you can actually Mm -hmm. watch. If you search on YouTube, leaked gameplay trailer, you can Mm -hmm. find it. That one is on the level of excitement for me as um, the Bartholomew trailer for Dark Souls 1. Yeah. Or how good it looks.
0: The environments, man. Yeah. And like if this is where the lighting model goes, I'm so happy. <laughs> like, yeah. okay, like let's let, let's call a mulligan on you know, doing this crazy uh high contrast style and do it in a place that can do it justice with the performance. Yeah,
2: like... they were actually showing that off and I thought that was ironic that <laughs> they during the gameplay demo. They were like, and look, in this area is really dark, but then if you use a torch, it'll help you see <laughs> the way. And I was like, I, I feel like minute, I remember mister. seeing this a year ago. <laughs> But yeah, I think with PS4's engine, it should be able to handle it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I'm a, uh, you know, I'm a little bit bummed that it's PS4 exclusive. Um, but uh, I-, I think the next piece, the, the, the next most salient piece of information I'm looking for is a hard release date. Uh,
2: yeah. Yeah. For me, I, I haven't bought a next gen console yet, and I've kind of just been waiting to see because there aren't any exclusive re- exclusives really yet that mm-hmm. made me say I need this system. But between yeah. this and honestly, the other exci- the thing I was excited about that was announced at E3 was the Grim Fandango remake. Yeah, Oh, yeah. Between those, that was actually the only thing. Well, I, I was watching a stream of the announcements, and that mm-hmm. was the one thing during the stream. I was like, yes! Yeah. I was like, hey, I, <laughs> that was the one thing I cheered for out loud uh-huh. was a remake, which is kind of <laughs> sad. But yeah. regardless, those two things had me wanting a PS4 yeah and especially Bloodborne it still looks amazing
0: yeah a little bit bummed out I spent my PS4 money on a PC so (laughs) back to square (laughs) one I guess I don't know luckily you have like a year and a
1: half that's true or you know a year to, to get that refill that coffer. yep you know that's how I'm thinking about it because my, my PS3 is just a Demon Souls machine, more or less, mm-hmm. and my PS4 oh. will
0: be a Bloodborne machine. <laughs> to, to answer your question, Gary, yes, I will send you Last of Us.
1: Oh, oh, oh <laughs> yeah. Oh.
0: <laughs> so, sorry about that.
1: And then, and then it then it will cease to be just a, a Demon Souls machine. Mm-hmm.
2: I still can't um, play Last of Us, even though my PS3 is um was it? it's a developer build or developer PS3? Yeah. Oh. And it, it hasn't been updated, and you can't play more updated games. Oh. So, yeah, I haven't played Last of Us yet.
0: Oh, that's yeah.
2: sad i also can't play online with my ps3 people have been wanting to co-op with me in demon souls i'm like i'm sorry i just can't <laughs> I, really, I literally can't <laughs> uh,
0: yeah you know, so it's an exciting week for souls honestly um yeah you know, leading into an exciting year yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, bloodborne I'm,
2: just looks amazing i was i was really surprised by the dlc announcement that one threw me off guard, especially since we knew bloodborne was going to be announced yeah, yeah. that one yeah. threw me for a big loop
1: yeah, I'll did, take it
0: though. Did, like, yeah, did was like from a Sonic's
2: a... loop? I like I ran up <laughs> the, the loop the
0: loop. <laughs> so so so, was this stuff shown at the Namco booth, or was was from? Did they just have a presence on the show floor themselves? It was in
2: the Sony's uh, Sony's area. Okay, because yeah, I don't think I think it's Sony Japan, and or the one that helped bring the Eco project Eco to mm, yeah. Sony is the same team. Okay. Um, but um, yeah, so I don't think Bandai Namco has Bandai Namco mm-hmm. has anything to do with Bloodborne, oh, which right. I'm sure they're probably pretty sad they're missing out on
0: that. I'm sure.
2: Yeah, but I, I feel I'm like good for them that they at least had the Dark Souls two DLC to kind of extend that mm-hmm. uh, hype around Bandai Namco, so maybe they can try and show off lords of the Fallen a little bit more yeah. and prep yeah. for a new game. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yep, yep, cool yeah i think that that's probably that's uh yeah so we, we'll hear about that as as more news becomes available <laughs> and uh yeah so as, as we mentioned um definitely go and check out uh, dave's stuff on the interwebs on youtube highly recommended yeah. um where can people find us cool
0: well people can find us at duckfeed.tv Uh, We do a bunch of shows um, about various things related to video games and otherwise. Uh, Specific to this show, um, uh, iTunes ratings and reviews are always helpful. And also we have a a very active Facebook group at uh, facebook.com slash bonfiresidechat.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, jump on it. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Yeah, and we will will come back in about two weeks uh, and (laughs) talk to you about The Pit.
0: Yeah,
1: And the in uh, the gutter.
0: And and finally here, just uh, just n- another thanks to uh, Nick Daniel of Latchkey Kingdom, our sponsor for our new uh, our new show art, which is uh, going up with this episode. It is fucking it. great. Yes,
1: <laughs> this is a great job. Ooh, I can't like,
0: wait that, that to see was that. A
1: real inbox brightener. Mm-hmm. Both times that we've uh, I've seen it. So, mm-hmm. or when we first got it, and then we also had a, a color version mm-hmm. that came, and they're both beautiful. Yeah. So, thank you so much, Nick. Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: And also Patreon, uh, patreoncom Uh Get the episodes early. Uh, even as little as a dollar helps us out tremendously. Yeah,
1: yeah. Access to the production blog, um, access to polls and, and such mm-hmm. um, that we're having. So, it's a good fun time.
2: Yeah. Can I just throw out? You guys have a lot of. You guys are doing really well on iTunes. I was really impressed. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah we've we've been we've been going at it for a good long time, and people have been very nice to us. Yes, so very that's supportive uh, and
0: group
1: mm-hmm. yeah they're they they they're wonderful people definitely each and every one of them um, yeah so and uh, I think that's probably about it just about so yeah um, what can they do well they can seek misery bless this land swallow mm-hmm. them whole and they can also thank you one more time Dave yeah <laughs> thanks Dave
2: <laughs> thank you guys I had a blast yeah. thanks so much for having me on yeah. no
1: mm-hmm. problem Um, Vasa. Un vasa.
0: we all pray that we will have far more soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh...